What's up, Chuckers? Welcome to Catch This Podcast. Uh, today we've got a special guest with us, Fowler. Hello. Do you want to say a little bit about yourself? Uh, I'm Zachary Fowler, Fowler's Makery of Mischief. Kind of became, uh, I don't know, something on YouTube after winning History Alone uh, on the History Channel. After 87 days surviving alone in Patagonia and uh, decided to become a YouTuber after that with my winnings. Half a million dollars on the show and... Uh, and uh, fallen in love with slingshots because of the show. Because uh, I watch people go out and survive in all these survival shows and never manage to shoot anything with their bows. And I thought, hey, what about uh, slingshots? If I bring a slingshot, I can uh, use it to survive. And uh, that began my whole love with chucking things at uh, wild game and uh, hunting and surviving and making YouTube videos. So do you have much experience with using a sling? I know that you did quite a number of years ago a video comparing the slingshot and staff sling but what about the hand sling i i had it in my pocket for a while um before i like years earlier and stuff where we'd you know go out at break time and stuff like that and i would be like chucking rocks in the parking lot and i never got all that good with it and um after using the staff sling that day in that video i had so much power i i kind of like stopped using it and i was really into the slingshot so i just like i focused just on that one thing but um after you guys messaged me the other day i started thinking about it again and it's like i gotta stop carrying one again and like i was gonna make like a wrist one or something so i could just like because i take the girls to the beach and it's like that is so much more viable to just something to play around with and have fun with while they're doing their thing and uh the slingshot the shooting rocks isn't all that fun because they're not that accurate but a heavier stone with a sling, you can get pretty darn accurate. That's great to hear that we've uh, got uh, Fowler thinking about slings here. So I, I saw you said you had to take your dog out this morning. Does your dog fetch? Not so much just yet, but <laughs> I just got her. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> well, um, so I've I've got something for you. I, I've, I'll drop it in your uh, P.O. box. It should be nice. coming in a, in a week or so curious what you think of it but it's basically it's a sling that's specifically designed for throwing tennis balls it's a great one that you can just shove in your pocket and play fetch with a dog or catch with the girls or whatever my my kids love them nice i'll get one of those in the mail to you just to say thanks for coming on our show that's perfect that'll be fun all right so so you've you've got a little bit of time with the the sling and you've it's obviously been in your consciousness i know you you've on your youtube channel you've launched things from things uh, in all sorts of ways, you know, blowguns and bows and slingshots, obviously. So what's my favorite? <laughs> I guess that one's kind of obvious though, but uh, to anybody that's seen my content, it's always the slingshot right now. But like I said, I, I've been thinking about it more and, and that whole, you know, at the beach, I, I used to like pick up rocks and shoot them with the slingshot and try to like hit a rock with another rock out of the air. And uh, just for fun playing around. But that means, like, remembering my slingshot with me. And as a pocket-friendly or even necklace or bracelet, the the actual sling 
is uh, so much more viable, you know. And you could even latch it to the top of a staff or make a staff in any situation and fling things like that. So I'm I'm pretty excited to get back into it. I think we are even going to launch maybe um, uh, in a couple months or for Christmas, like a little adventure pouch kit that we have uh, coming up, like a little container. And I'm actually thinking of using our laser to print a pouch for it and uh, with some uh, like a 150 paracord on it or something Mm -hmm. or a 90 pound paracord, something like or micro cord for a kind of lightweight, like basically beach walking sling for flinging rocks and having some fun with them. I'm going to try really hard not to nerd out on the paracord comment because... Usually people say paracord and all they ever know is 550 paracord. And my absolute favorite is 425. Okay. I knew there was some other stuff and I found, I like the micro cord. I've never used, you say 425. Yeah. 425 is slightly smaller and a little bit stiffer than the 550 cord. Yeah. It's, it's my absolute favorite for sling making. Nice. I'll have to check that out because I was looking for something different and I hate paracord itself. The original paracord. It was way, t- it's way too gummy for a sling. I un- I feel the same way. It's, it's, it's squishy. It's paracord is absolutely great for what it's good for. Uh, but if you're using a single cord, uh, then the 550 cord for me, it, it whistles a lot and it's, it's got a very distinct sound to it. And it's, it kind of just sloshes around inside the, the sheath more than I like. Yeah. I know I had tried some in the past and that I'm, I'm guessing it was that uh, or something 425 or something. Here, I said I wasn't going to nerd out on it. Here we go. <laughs> and ordering on Amazon right now. You know, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you were saying that one of the things that you've noticed with slings is that it's very sort of portable and easy to carry around in a pocket. Like, how do you think that that would help it in sort of a survival situation? You did the uh, TV series alone and uh, you have some experience <laughs> in that sort of area. So how do you think it would uh, sling would sort of work as a survival type weapon? I don't know. That's a hard one because there's, there's two aspects to that. Like it's, it's like one of the few weapons that you could make that could be really powerful and, and like, and really do some damage with like rabbits and stuff. And even bigger with a bigger stone and maybe a staff sling and like take out a deer, you know, or take them out enough that you could go over and dispatch them. And assuming you're in another world that we don't exist in right now or not very easily where there's lots of game, you know, it's like you can't, you just can't whip up a, a slingshot, you know, I don't care. I mean, how many of your jacket pull cords and things like that, that you break down, you're not going to be whipping up, uh, you know, enough elastics out of your underwear band, you know, it, to, you'd have to like disassemble your underwear band completely, you know, and like pull every rubber fiber separate from the fabric yeah, and, and like braid them. And even then, I don't know how great of a slingshot it would make it, but a sling, I mean, you could pull the shoelaces out of your shoe and make a sling, and if you were able to become accurate with it, you know, you could definitely take a rabbit or birds or, you know, pretty much anything. We uh, just recently, in fact, uh, earlier today, posted, just this morning, posted an episode on hunting with a sling, where basically what you were saying was 
pretty much what we the same conclusions we came to so that's quite encouraging <laughs> but uh but yeah like i i think that's that's true that the sling does have that over a slingshot that i mean i've made slings out of stinging nettle fiber um and that does take some time but if i was to make it a bit quicker i would be able to get a perfectly usable sling in maybe half a day of work if that uh, depending on the time of year and where I am and all those sorts of aspects. But yeah, that is uh, definitely a plus for the sling over the slingshot. Yeah, literally like, yeah, like, like a naked and afraid situation. Like that was before I went on alone. I watched that and they were, they were always, you know, they're bringing their one item and uh, that they only have like a knife or a fire starter or a little pot and stuff. And it's like, like the only thing that they could bring at weapon wise, it, like they could, they could make from dog bane or like you said, stinging nettle, they could make a sling, even the pouch, right? Cause you could yeah. do one of those, those braided pouches. that's just meant to cradle with two, you know, a little sp- split in it. And, uh, yeah, somebody that was very capable could do that pretty easily. Whether or not they're in a place with enough game, that's going to hold still at that short of a range. You kind of need some, until you're good, you're going to need some dumb game like, you know, pheasant or grouse that just <laughs> they like think they're invisible and they just sit there. But yeah, I think that's that's the real challenge with the sling is that it could take years to really get accurate with it. And there there are people out there who start when they're two years old who are really good. But it's not the sort of thing that a uh, you know amateur survivalist living in a suburban city is just going to pick up and then go off into the woods and and feed themselves with. Yeah, and it's a very it. I mean, it kind of give yourself away when you use it, right? I mean, for game wise, because like you you whip it, and even with a single whip, you're like comes around, you're flapping your arm, and that's usually the kind of motion that makes whatever you're hunting run for the hills. <laughs> You know, right. Well, and I think it's probably time for us to have that that rant that we talked about in the last episode kick, which is uh, the confusion between slings and slingshots just in the terminology of it. Uh, They are such different animals in terms of just how they function and what they do. And yet the language is so confusing about it. but yeah, you're exactly right. A, a sling stores its energy in the form of momentum. I mean, its natural state, its its loaded, ready to fire state is in motion. Uh, and a slingshot, you can actually hold very still before you shoot. So, just a completely different from a physics perspective, a you know biomechanics perspective, it's a completely different thing. Even though sling and slingshot sound very similar to each other, they're I would argue that they're nothing alike. Yeah, I I would always get people. You know, like, oh, oh, you're Fowler. You shoot the slingshot just like David and Goliath. And David, and he, and like, no, no. I'm like, <laughs> don't, I know you want to identify with what I'm doing and things, but like, no. <laughs> like, David didn't have, you know, pure latex to, yeah, you know, make. No vulcanized rubber plant down at the, the Philistine. Yeah. Cities. I mean, maybe they did, but I'm pretty sure they didn't make that kind of latex back then. You know, it's like. <laughs> He he just had a sling, and that was part of that whole uh, sling versus slingshot video, which I we went into with, you know, and and my friend was is pretty convinced that David used the staff sling because he talks about how he went out against Goliath with the staff and the sling in his hand, and that he probably put the two together and so he could really whip one out and uh, 
And I played around with it and found that this, you know, taking your regular sling, slipping one end on the end of the staff, I, I could be quite a bit more accurate, you know, in like seconds compared to the sling, which, you know, takes, uh, there's a bit of a learning curve there. Yes, there is. Yeah, and I found that as well with the with the staff sling that you, it's a lot easier to be accurate with the staff sling than with a hand sling. Yeah, that's definitely definitely true. <laughs> you get that you get that single. Um, uh, I think of it like there's like a when on the staff sling because you're whipping overhead, so you you have that single line of accuracy when you vertically you're you're always going to be on pretty easily, but then you just got to get the release point for up and down. Whereas if you're trying to hit anything with, you know, with a sling, that's not on the staff. You kind of either you're whipping like softball kind of underhand, but then it leaves you with like an arcing trajectory and it's harder to hit things in a certain plane. It's a three dimensional problem for sure. Yeah. And so if you whip over your head horizontally, then you're, you have to become accurate in two planes. Yeah. But man, that you can, you can do some awesome stuff. Yeah, that's that's the thing that I both love and hate about the sling is that it is the most unconstrained launching mechanism that you could come up with, right? I mean, you can you can launch your projectile uh, from you know above or below or to the side, and then you can actually independently cause the projectile to spin in other directions. So you can do weird curveballs and things like that that you couldn't do with most other launchers unless, you know, I guess, uh, James Jean with a, uh, with a bow. Oh yeah. Jeez. Uh, might argue that. Yeah. He could curve them. Yeah. I mean, I suppose with the right, um, rock and stuff on purpose, I tried in the past to like purposely curve rocks and things. And, uh, with the slingshot, it's not that easy to do accurately. It usually has something to do with the shape and size of the rock. And mm-hmm. it's not something you can put into the pouch just right. and and flick just right to get it to happen. So I've seen Jorg Sprague, uh, apologies if I mispronounce his name, but uh, I've seen him actually put a twist on the bands to rifle his shots. Does that is that something you can do? I think that's probably true-ish, but more of a gimmick. Okay. You know? It's not something you do on purpose on a normal... Yeah. Like I, I, I wonder that it... I don't think that the speed in which he would twist the bands and shoot would make a difference. And if anything, it probably throws off the accuracy because now there's more directions that the pouch is trying to bring itself to true. And then Mm -hmm. it's maybe not releasing coming out of the pouch as cleanly as it could. And you never know when that, that rotation and release and the opening and all that stuff. And if anything, you risk uh, having a return to sender with a slingshot if you're twisting it all up, right? This, Like with a sling, you want it to open cleanly and the ammo to fly out consistently each time. You go twisting that all up, you know, it might not open up. Right. The line might twist around itself as it f- comes free and uh, come back and hit yourself with it, you know? Yeah, well, in, in slinging, people try to try to sling with ball bearings, and usually, especially for beginners, it's re- we recommend against using steel because it's so bouncy. And a slingshot, that's one of the most common types of ammo. If you hit the forks, it could come right back at you. Usually it doesn't come right back at you. It, co- it like goes off in a trajectory at some angle, you know. Oh, that's that's fair. Close to you. Right. Like, like it could literally go 45 degrees to the right of you and hit your buddy, you know. So, like, 
sin in a straight line next to each other is is it, it's safe enough but it it's usually you know it doesn't it it can go like a foot in front of you like 45 degrees off to the side and the same thing with a sling right so like yeah. uh you're out there flinging stuff and if you're not going vertically at least uh, I've, I've, when we were doing it that day, I've seen one or two of them got released and went straight up. Yep. Yeah. You know, cause you're kind of going vertically. If you're going over your head to the side, who knows where they could come out <laughs> until you know what you're doing. Well, so there's a, there's a member on the, the slinging forum who, uh, is a very good singer. I won't mention his name cause it uh, doesn't matter here, but he, he had a misfire where a rock went up and behind him at a Renaissance fair and actually hit somebody who was mounted on a horse and knocked the guy off his horse who was like, you know, dozens of yards behind him. So that that's one of the problems with the sling is that nowhere is safe if you uh, if you actually yeah. slip out accidentally. Yeah, slipping out accidentally or get stuck in the pouch for an extra second, I guess. Mm-hmm. I had that one time with um, one pouch, which it was known as a butterfly pouch, where there was, there was basically two gaps on each side right near the um, attachment points and um it was really it was my fault because that sort of style pouch is best for using with a tennis ball or something and i was using like a small rock just because that was what was available and i was like oh i'll try it out it got caught in between right where the release cord was attached ripped the entire pouch apart and the stone went flying i don't even know where so <laughs> yeah you, ha- you have to be careful with this with slings and slingshots but um yeah <laughs> It can it can definitely have disastrous effects if you're not careful. All right, so um, I've got a list here. I want to see uh, the, nominally this episode is uh, supposed to be sling versus slingshot. So I, I want to see if we could do a little more direct comparison between the two. And I I tried to do some research on the slingshot, but I'm definitely not as up to speed as you are, Fowler. Uh, of course, obviously. Uh, but I'm just going to go down a list and uh, tell me sling or slingshot here. Power. That's a hard one. Because there's there's it comes down to speed and then uh sort of yeah the like mass. It's speed and weight of the trajectory it, it's like it's you know you can make a slingshot that shoots a really heavy piece of steel or lead that's just it's gonna power wise it's gonna be pretty darn powerful that's it's almost like right down the middle that one. Okay, that's fair. Uh, well, you know, actually, that that brings up a, another point. So, something I noticed on on alone is that as people became more and more calorie deprived, some of them couldn't even draw a bow. So they all show up with these all this nice archery equipment, and then they couldn't use it because their muscles just wouldn't do what they needed to do. Yeah. Uh, how does the how does the slingshot kind of fit into that? Yeah, I felt you know towards the end pretty weak, and I kept working. You know. Uh, when I first got there, I wasn't doing too good with it, you know, as far as like, I had only started a little while before and it was like a childhood toy that I loved, but never got good with. And then out there, they wouldn't let me bring a bunch of ammo. So, and I brought, uh, natural latex bands that were kind of a little bit stiffer. So their stretch ratio wasn't as much. And so I had to shoot and and they only let me have like 30 ammo. So I had to shoot rocks. So Every day I was practicing with rocks and learning more about rocks, and that's where I learned about trajectory of of a rock. For you know, so the heavier the rock, the straighter it's going to go because the wind's going to take less uh, impact on it. Mm-hmm. In the end, I did get one bird with my slingshot. There was only like two birds there, and I caught one with my bird trap, and the other ones were all like everywhere else on the lake, and ever you know they were never close. 
So it was like kind of frustrating that there was no game and stuff. But so it's like the size of the the rock and things like that makes the biggest difference. Or, you know, in a sling, it could be also a shaped lead or or something like that, like they use in the medieval days for war. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry, I, I asked you the question about power and then I, I took us right off topic immediately there. Uh, okay, so I, I was looking into a little bit and I think according to the Internet, which is always right, uh, the, the record for the most energy from a slingshot that was human powered uh, was somewhere around uh, 100 and was it 130 or 230 joules? It was uh, so your Sprug had uh, had one that was a, like a basically a, a board with uh, several really strong bands. And I, I want to say it was uh, somewhere around 230 joules was the amount of energy he was able to get out of that. And uh, it, it's not an absolute. Sling going to have that beat, isn't it? I, I think a sling is going to beat that because. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just because you can launch such a, a large projectile and uh, you know, the momentum of that is, is bigger. Yeah. So I have a, I have a friend in Houston who recently uh, threw a 700 gram rock and I, we ran the calculations. It went about a football field, and uh, we calculated it out to be about the same kinetic energy as a thirty-eight special. Yeah. And and Jeez. people like to throw out the uh, the forty-four magnum number, uh, but they don't actually say it's the same energy. They say it's the same quote-unquote stopping power, which is really more about momentum. Uh, so I I don't like to use that forty-four magnum number because I it was it was misused and abused a lot in uh, a lot of articles a couple of years ago. But we actually do have confirmed cases where a, you know, I'm, I don't want to call him an average singer, he's good, but, uh, you know, just a normal guy was able to get as much energy as, as you'd get out of the muzzle of a 38 Special uh, with just a freaking huge rock. I would argue that that's one where the sling wins. Um, however, if you want to sling something accurately, uh, I, I just saw yesterday that uh, somebody was able to, to go through and through on a soda can at 400 feet with a slingshot. And you're not going to do that with a sling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I also saw that you had your video, Fowler, on um, we did the Robin Hood shot with a slingshot. Yeah. Yeah. Splitting the arrow. Yeah. So that'd be a fun one to try to do with the uh, <laughs> sling. Yeah. I would take it. That'd probably take me a lifetime. Uh, you just need a lot more arrows downrange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe if the arrow was like as big as the target. So for power, then it almost feels like, uh, so as you get bigger, the sling's going to win, right? But if as you get smaller in trajectory size, the slingshot's going to win. Oh, absolutely. Because it's going to be able to impart more speed for the smaller size of the of the shot, where there's like you can't really sling a i mean unless i'm wrong you can't really sling a, a three-eighths piece of lead very fast out of a sling so that's on my bucket list um i i have a personal goal to break the set the speed of sound with uh with human power out of a sling yeah but you know it's not happening anytime soon nobody's come up with a practical design but uh, theoretically if you could get the timing just right you could actually have effectively a two-stage compound sling where you're slinging a sling, which then the second one uh, accelerates again and launches a much smaller projectile much faster. So there are some theories that you might be able to do it, but you'd have to have perfect timing and precision unless somebody else 
is has is able to come up with a design where that actually becomes you know semi practical. So so yes, you're right. Uh, right now yeah. that doesn't exist, but uh, there there are there's some conjecture that it might be possible, but it's a long shot. Compound sling. Yeah. It, How would that work? Like those guys that twirl the ropes with the knives at the end or something, where you twirl around, then you bring it to a swift stop in the middle of the line, and it flings open at the end or something yeah basically you have to have a counterweight so you have something that would be heavy like like what is you know the the engineer in me says impedance matching with the the human body right the human body is very strong but also very slow compared to something like a slingshot band and and so human muscle is really good at moving heavy things relatively slow but that so if you have a counterweight at the end and then a uh, secondary release mechanism you can actually kind of fold a second sling back toward you so when you when you release your release cord it it's kind of like uh unhooking off of a uh, a trebuchet or a staff sling oh, wow. where it comes off the counterweight and then uh swings around a second time but getting the timing of that you know every time you add a stage like that uh, the the precision required in timing to get it to go the direction you want uh, gets compressed down as well. So you may have to have microsecond precision to actually make that work. <laughs> it's computerized uh, slings, <laughs> robotic sling. Yeah, you have to. Then yeah. now you're cramming batteries into your counterweight, and it it just gets ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> listeners at home, um, I I have tried to rein in his uh, physics love. It seems I failed on this episode, so but we'll let him have this one. Uh, oh, <laughs> I won't give an inch, too much. give an inch, you're in trouble, kid. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'll give you that one. I think on on smaller ammo, if we're doing an apples to apples comparison, the slingshot definitely wins that. Uh, how about distance? I, I cheated and, and picked the ones that I think the sling is going to win on first. We'll, we'll, we'll give the slingshot a, a, some easier ones in a minute. Distance, huh? I mean, that's a uh... That's another questionable one. I don't know. Because um, I've shot in a long, long distances with the slingshot. Because you can put a smaller trajectory, you could smaller item, right? And you could shoot it, you know, pretty far. And I've gotten it uh, without making an even fancy slingshot 300 yards across the lake. That's impressive. So it takes a lot of work for a slinger to hit 300 yards. Yeah. And a lot of work. Um so, so I I think on distance you're right. The slingshot probably can hit longer distances easier. There, uh, the world record uh, according to the Guinness Book of World Records is uh, 477 meters with a with a sling, but it was kind of a weird one because it was basically a string with a, a hooked dart. So it was it was not even really a sling. It was just a a string and a dart. They were slinging a dart. With the sling then, huh? Yeah, but the yeah. thing weighed like four ounces, so they had the momentum to cut through the air resistance, and then they had the fins for stability, and it was basically cheating in every way possible to to get that distance. That's not a normal distance for a Almost, sling. I bet you they could still do that with a sling with an egg-shaped weight of, you know, possibly. Yeah. To the right person and the right length and some getting some really good timing with the old spin and just kind of like they do the shot put for the or the those whatever you know what i mean those yeah. guys that sling those weights with the lines on them yeah um yeah, yeah. like you mean the like the hammer throw, throw? Yeah. yeah is that what it is hammer yeah, throw the hammer throw is the the really heavy one um 
you know, I I love the hammer throw as a slinger just because if you look at the amount of kinetic energy involved, uh, it's it's like four thousand joules for an Olympic hammer throw thrower. They're not throwing you know a football field even, but the amount of energy that the human body puts into a mass and launches in a short period of time is just unfathomable. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, that's like hunting rifle territory in terms of how much kinetic energy it's again, not an apples to apples comparison because it's heavy and slow versus uh, fast and light from a rifle, but it, it kind of shows you the upper limit of what the human body can generate in terms of, of power. There, there has been various claims of like incredibly long ranges, but they've been usually measured from the release velocity and then sort of calculating that as the, like to work out the distance, like angle of release and then um, the speed. The biggest problem has been actually being able to verify it because finding the space to safely sling something, you know, hundreds, hundreds of meters is not easy. Like I did some slinging on a frozen lake and I think I managed like 109 meters. So not great, really. 109 paces. I don't know. I, I, I just sort of paced it out. So I don't think that even counts as meters, but it's really difficult to find those sorts of areas where you can do it and be able to find where the ammo lands because that's, that's kind of the, the main way that you can prove it is actually showing where it landed and yeah, that's that's not easy if you're using some tiny little piece of lead or something. So that's the big barrier. Well, and telling the difference between a, a bounce and roll versus the initial hit, and there's there's a lot yeah. to it. And that's true no matter what you're launching from. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you an easy one: accuracy. Accuracy is going to be the slingshot. <laughs> I, I I can't argue. Yeah, that. I think yeah. yeah. So, friend of the show, uh, Iron Goober, uh, has hit a match head, but it took a lot of work. And uh, it almost struck the match, but I think he was using a ball that was covered in in strike paper, and we got a little. He got a little smoke out of it after a lot of work. But uh, you make that one look a lot e- a lot easier on the slingshot. So I I don't think we can argue that the the sling, in terms of uh, at least in terms of the amount of work to get the same accuracy, slingshot wins hands down on that. Pinpoint accuracy. I don't doubt that you can't get you can get good with the sling. And, you know, whack a bird, you know, just as often as somebody with a slingshot, probably under the right circumstances. But that you're just going to be whacking them and then fin- running over and finishing them off. Whereas a slingshot's going to put it right through the eye and take them out or something like that when it's hunting. Yeah. Now, one thing with the sling that is uh, kind of unusual is that it it seems, and I, I got to be careful making this claim, but, you know, I'm just going to go for it. Um <laughs> Because the sling is in motion, it seems like it's easier sometimes to be accurate with a moving target with the sling than it is even to to just sling at a static target. Like moving targets seem to come more naturally to slinging, and maybe it's just because the sling is so inaccurate already that you get a hit and you feel like you're you're doing really well. But uh, yeah, be, I think because the sling is already in motion, there's something about moving targets that feels more natural than a static one. Yeah, have you done much? Uh... I know there's been people with the bow with the bow that are like that, you know, where like James always has the hardest time with the uh, with targets that are just sitting still, and uh, like, but he flings something in the air like an aspirin, and he can shoot it shoot it out of the air, <laughs> you know, right. no no problem. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure you're using a different part of the brain for moving targets. Yeah, it's sort of instinctual. Uh, yeah, aiming isn't it the 
it's kind of I think I think that there is something to that that moving targets are easier um which I think I I think I need to do more moving target <laughs> shooting cuz I'm really not very accurate with static targets so maybe I should try try throwing them around a bit <laughs> All right how about uh uh rapid fire Slinger oh, slingshot. slingshot Yeah I, I think you're right there too how what's the fastest rate of fire you've gotten Probably 40 one maybe shots a minute. Yeah, that's forty one. That's, that's wow. quicker than a slide. Yeah. <laughs> that's more than double what I think your best would be with the slide. I mean that wasn't trying that wasn't trying to be accurate or anything. That was like, you know, just shooting at like a cardboard backdrop in my slingshot range. But just, you know, having probably like thirty pieces of ammo or twenty five pieces of ammo in my hand and just timing myself just being like ping 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 as fast as I can, you know, and then picking up one more scoop and then ping 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 and then I counted all the holes in the cardboard. So Yeah, I mean still I think you it's hard to argue that a sling could ever be that fast because uh, it works on momentum. You have to build up momentum by swinging the pouch around every time you reload it there's that wind up that you can't not do. Whereas a slingshot, as soon as you stretch the bands, uh, all the energy is, is in the system. And then you just let go. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess if you're going really for speed, you can like be pulling the bands back as you're loading and like there's sort of those easier ways to sort of shortcut with a slingshot than I think with a sling, like you really can't be swinging the pouch around your head and, and loading at the same time. Um, that's, that's not going to end well for anyone. <laughs> well, we can't have an episode without a little bit of uh, implied blood and guts. So how about uh, shooting from behind a shield? Shooting from behind a shield, huh? Yeah, that's going to be the slingshot too, I guess. Right? Well, well, I don't know. It depends on whether you have to hold the shield. right? If, you're, if you have to hold your own shield, then that, that could be a little awkward with a slingshot because you need both hands. If you're just talking about a wall, is a slingshot. Then you can shoot from behind a shield with either one of them, but that's true. Yeah, I think yeah. I think if it's if it's one handed, that's the only time that a sling is gonna gonna win. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in that aspect, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of a shield as like just anything that's shielding you. So yeah, there's there's like no way that you can even shoot a slingshot one handed. Well, you might be able to get it you in know? your teeth. I mean, and... There are a couple people out there that shoot with their yeah. teeth, but I mean. You know, and there's even I'm making one right now for one of the girls that was on the Go Big show with me that uh, she can shoot with her feet. But I mean, that's that's a rarity. <laughs> right. Well, and yeah, if you if you're using your feet, you're it's probably not a very good tactical uh, position if you're having to engage your feet for shooting and hold a shield with you. You might. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, that could be awkward. <laughs> a little awkward. All right. So. so how about, how about shooting with your feet? Shooting with your feet, slingshot wins right there. You know that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, we will have to add that to the list. <laughs> you know, we're gonna have to try shooting with the shooting with feet with a sling. Somebody's got. You know, how'd you do that? I guess somebody figured. That, remember that old toy that you put around your ankle and you jump? Well, the other one, and it, that's a, it was kind of like a. Yeah, I do I remember I, that. I'm I'm yeah. a child of the '80s, so I I remember that. So you probably could somebody that was like. You know, uh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> well, that, that's never stopped us before. You really shouldn't be giving him ideas. Like, yeah. this is this is dangerous. Like, <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of broken ankles. I, I did invent the uh, the kung fu meteor hammer slinging style, so it it might be similar to that. 
So if you have a if you have a long enough sling, you can actually wrap it around your knee and then you kick out and it it releases. It actually kind of works like a compound sling where you're you're shortening the length of the sling and then you kick out your knee, it slides off your knee and accelerates very fast uh in some usually some random direction, <laughs> but it almost sort of works. So you might oh, be able wow. you might be able to do something like that with uh around the ankle. It, it'll it'll make some good uh internet content at least. So we'll have to try that. <laughs> <laughs> all right um so ease of use i think that one's uh the the answer is obvious yeah you know so i i actually just got one of your uh your green sparrow slingshots in the mail a couple days ago feller and uh yeah. i i took a few shots with it uh i'm not a complete novice with the slingshot but i haven't shot one since i was a kid i used to play paintball with slingshots which was Absolutely the best way to play paintball in the world, by the way. A uh, lot of fun. But uh, that, that's a story for another time. But uh, yeah, so I used to shoot slingshots a lot at moving targets. But, uh, you know, I took a few pot shots and then I watched your video on how to shoot a slingshot and suddenly started hitting the uh, the target. So there's a shout out for your both your slingshot and your instruction and training method are excellent. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty easy to pick up that way as far as like i've taught a lot of people and i I know there's no way i could teach somebody to like start knocking down cans in like 20 minutes you know the the way i could with a slingshot yeah the sling is just the sling is such a different type of accuracy that you need it's it's really about i mean you still need to have timing and you know those sorts of aspects for a slingshot but with a sling it it really comes down to milliseconds as to whether you hit or if you're two meters off so there is that sort of that sort of difference between the two it's it's pretty pretty big (laughs) yeah yeah magic can be kind of frustrating too for some people like get into it and it's like you kind of like spend time with it and if you don't know what you're doing you know the same thing with a slingshot like you know you're using rocks with a slingshot and they just never go where you want to people I, you know, I hung it up in the past, you know, when I was a kid, was like, there's just no way with the, using a wrist rocket, I was never going to be accurate with it. So you start with a sling and you start doing, you know, you don't know what you're doing. And it's like, it feels, it could feel pretty daunting to like break that, um, that barrier of starting to get some accuracy out of it. I, I feel like I was very lucky because, um, I think it was literally my second, throw with a sling um i managed to hit the target i was aiming at this um it was this like small piece of like particle board i think it was i hit it and it split in two and flew in two different directions it was complete luck that i hit it at all but i've been chasing that the high of that <laughs> of that hit ever since basically because it was it was amazing to see how how much power you can get with a sling and how you can just absolutely annihilate anything that you're aiming at if you can get that accuracy so that's definitely a double-edged sword because on the one hand it's really hard but on the other hand uh that's a challenge that you can that kind of becomes addictive because you get that little dopamine high when you do get the hit yeah and the harder it is the more of a high you get when you're successful that's true yeah i always i always compare slinging to golf in that respect because you're you're whacking a little ball uh with a flat piece of metal and trying to get it to go hundreds of yards in a precise uh with a precise placement and the sling is very similar to that only instead of hitting it you're swinging it around your head and then trying to very precisely time your release yeah there are a lot of sort of similarities with a few other sports where you have that where the 
the sort of the difficulty is kind of what's attractive about it is that it it kind of it's it, it makes you chase it in a way so yeah yeah but but a lot of people have given up on this thing because they want that success and it, it if they don't get that early uh if they don't get addicted early enough then then yeah it's easy to get discouraged you know when i was looking at the sling versus slingshot video and i looked up some people there was one guy and they said like he was the champion and stuff and there was a lot of videos from i don't know where it was i want to say it was somewhere more like turkey or things like that where it was more of a habit for them and they did a lot of it and I was pretty unimpressed with his level of accuracy. You know, like they set something up and they were recording his hit speed and it took quite a few shots for him to hit stuff. I I don't know if there's better uh, resources out there for people to see that. Has anybody made a really good how to sling? And and is, I mean, is there like a master out there? Not really. That's, that's one of the things we're, we're hoping to, that's, part of why we even started this podcast we're hoping to kind of grow the slinging culture and push the limits of what's possible but uh slinging culture is thousands of years old and there there are traditions and the there's a lot of mixed information about what does and doesn't work and what is and isn't possible in terms of accuracy i mean you there's the story in the bible of 700 left-handed benjamites it says they can uh, sling a stone at a hair and not miss so so if you want to take that literally, that's pretty good accuracy, assuming that that hair is some reasonable distance away. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you look at modern day slinging culture, accuracy is not anywhere close to what most other shooting sports uh, are at. I mean, the the target for most slinging competition is a 18 inch uh, metal disc that's on a uh, what is it, 100 centimeters. So it's a. What is it? It's it's like a four foot by four foot board with an eighteen inch bullseye. Yeah, uh, that you're you're swinging at from twenty meters away. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you you give that target to somebody with a hunting rifle, and they're going to get bored on the first shot. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, just looking at what's considered competitive in slinging, you know, you get excited about hitting an eighteen inch circle twenty meters away. That's yeah, it doesn't speak well for the potential accuracy. But the flip side, and I think you talk about this a little bit in your how to shoot a slingshot content, is if you aim if you aim for a smaller target, you're going to get more accurate as well. So part of it may be that we're not trying to hit a small enough target in the competitions in the slinging world. Right. They want that big gong, and they got to make it easy for everybody if you're going to do something like in a bigger competition, yeah, I guess. Sure so. It's trying to attract more people and make it fun. Yeah, go for volume of hits and and against another person with a bigger target, and uh, and knock the other contestants out versus, you know, like who can hit a can, you know, a soda can or something. Yeah, well, and it's it's probably like the difference between watching a three gun competition and watching a uh, a long distance shooting competition, right? Long distance shooting is highly technical. And very boring to watch. <laughs> you know, if you're if you're doing a three gun competition, then there's lots of action, lots of motion, lots of shooting. The targets are all relatively close and relatively easy to hit. It's just about the pressure and the and and doing it fast. So I think that uh, the the slinging competition is is trying to strike that balance of being attractive to lots of people, being inclusive and fun, and also still being a challenge. But yeah, I think that there's definitely limits that could be pushed in the slinging world and in the slinging culture to improve accuracy more than we have now. 
All right, uh, let's see what's next on my list. So ease of use, I think, hands down, Slingshot wins that. We already talked about ease of manufacture. Uh, I think the Sling wins that one. Yeah, for sure. Just because you have to have a uh, vulcanized rubber plant in, in the woods with you if you're going to make, make slingshots from nature. Yeah. <laughs> I, not that you couldn't maybe do that over a few years or something, but it sounds like a lot of work to get a slingshot yeah, out. Even... Probably better off doing farming or something. Yeah, yeah. I think it, as well with that, like um, talking about weather conditions, I know that here in Finland, for one, you're never going to be able to get a rubber plant to grow here. Uh, it's just not going to work. So that puts the slingshot out straight away in these conditions. And then even if you do have the rubber ready-made, they just uh, it doesn't work that great in the cold. And when it can get down to like minus 25 over here. And yeah, the sling is going to win on that one just because the slingshot bands are not going to like being that cold for any amount of time. So there is that aspect as well. The weather conditions and climate can like temperature. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So, um, yeah, my understanding of the slingshot, the what's going on in the slingshot band is that uh, basically there's a thermal element to the energy storage. And sorry, I'm nerding out again, but uh, if you dissipate that heat before you let go of the band, you, you stretch it out. And in fact, some people get more power out of their slingshot by heating it up. I know that's uh, that's one of the favorite tricks of uh, the slingshot channel of York Sprague yeah. is uh, heating it up. So if you do the opposite of that, if you cool off your bands, then you're going to lose power. Yeah. Like uh, when I, I shot one under the water, like the resistance of the water and the coolness and like, it just takes all the energy out of the bands and they take forever to relax back to the full, you know, length, uh, sh- the shortened length. So it's like, it just, it kills the, uh, the the shot and the, the shot literally lands behind you instead of in front of you. So it's almost like you'd have to go to a much heavier ammo for that situation. And it, it starts to look more sling like because if if you can't release that fast, then you could just more slowly accelerate a heavier projectile and it might work better. But then again, you're you're still trying to shoot a slingshot underwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> what like the kind of like the darts there, you know, for uh, spear fishing. You know, they they have a heavy band. And just to be able to do the same thing, but um, that's something a slingshot would win at, you could, <laughs> or a sling dart thing could win at. Underwater, you could still shoot a sling dart. I, I dare you to try to shoot a sling underwater. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> I told you, you really don't want to be giving him ideas. Like this is this is not going to end well. <laughs> All right, so so here's a here's a different one. Um, hunting a deer. And I'm going to open this up a little bit. So so we're going to allow a sling bow and a uh, staff sling in this one. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, the sling bow would win for sure. But, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with the uh, staff sling for hunting a deer, I think. Well, in, the, in our hunting episode, we talked about how there is a, an account of one person killing a roe deer using uh, a hand sling. And uh, the source that we got it from is quite reliable, I think. I think we can believe them. <laughs> but there, there is some evidence as well for sort of larger animals, like up to coyote, deer sort of size being killed with a hand sling as well. So that is, the sling has so much energy behind it if you're using a big enough, heavy enough rock 
that you can take those bigger animals as well. So in in some ways, I think that I mean not against the sling bow, but I think slingshot it definitely has that that you can go for smaller animals as well as bigger ones as well, which you might not be able to do with a slingshot without using a sling bow, without yeah. using arrows. The arrows. There's only like one account I know of. I don't know the guy. Uh, shoots giant pieces of steel ammo that's like inch and a quarter or inch and a half, and he's he's supposedly gotten a deer with it and stuff from a tree stand, you know, without the sling bow aspect, just big steel ammo beans them in the head and kills them. Um, I I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, I can see how that'd be possible with an inch and a quarter ball bearing sure yeah i see it being possible but it's just not yeah it's not your everyday occurrence you know i mean you'd have to practice a lot more for that well and and the deer stand might actually need to be part of the slingshot at that yeah yeah basically you've added the deer stand just so you can get the right angle on it i mean you could do it from a blind on the ground and stuff too i guess but it's like you you need that overhead almost you know, so that you can bean it straight down to do your thing. Because from the side, I don't know if that would actually, you know, be the same result. Yeah. And stuff. Whereas a sling, you know, you could put a good sized rock in there, and you know, and the game is you can take it out a little bit more. Yeah. As you get bigger and bigger in game, the sling's just gonna win. Yeah, we're sort of talking about that as well. There is sort of like different lower ends and higher ends for the sort of size of animal you can go for. Cause I mean, you might be able to take out a very small bird with a sling as well, but whether you'd be able to eat what's left is another thing as well. So that's also something to uh, take into consideration, I guess, is we had the one story of someone hitting a rabbit and the only thing being left was their head and then the legs and the entire middle of the rabbit was gone <laughs> because the sling had just ripped it apart basically. So, wow. So that's, Kind of the thing is uh, how much you can you can use a sling to kill a lot of different animals, but whether you'd be able to actually use the animal afterwards is maybe another thing. All right. So what else do we have on our uh, sling versus slingshot list here? Um, how about going up against a knight in armor? Oh yeah, sling's gonna win that one for sure. Right. Well, I guess it depends on your precision, right? I mean, the the classic David and Goliath story. Uh, you know, some people have argued that David was able to, or well, it says he hit him right, right in the forehead. Some people have argued that he hit him, but between the armor, I think uh, us as slingers would argue that the armor doesn't matter because the transfer of momentum is good enough even through the armor. Right. Yeah. And I, a slingshot, unless it's like that same weird one that the, you know, that one guy has a super powerful and it literally kind of like the Mongolians would there really powerful bows, you know, they would shoot the uh, horse bow with the sense of being a kid, you know, that has 180 pounds or the English and the 180 pound bows, you know, and it, you just can't shoot those without mad skills from practicing from use, the youth to be build that kind of muscle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a rare situation that the slingshot would ever be able to defeat the, an armored knight. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think the only way you could do it is with a very, very precise shot that bypasses the armor. Yeah. Yeah. And even then, it's like, yeah, I don't know that you're going to shoot somebody in the temple with any sort of a slingshot that that could really kill them or something. I mean, I, I suppose... You, you might ruin their morning, but, I mean, 
Yeah, or you might just might... tick them off and then they're going to come after you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think siege warfare is kind of along the same lines. You probably, if you're, if you're going into battle, um, I think I'd probably rather have a gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you have to choose between a sling and a slingshot, that's a tough one because, you know, it's accuracy or power. I don't know. Just run away. Yeah, the sling. Yeah. Because... Yeah, you just want the sling. I wouldn't want to take a slingshot into any sort of battle situation. I mean, the only way you could use it for self-defense or battle situation is maybe like, you know, red pepper paintballs or something where you could speed and stuff like that might play in a, play in the accuracy. And so you'd be able to use that to uh, take take out a number of people fairly quickly. But in a self-defense situation, they, they wouldn't be down for the count. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Like in terms of sheer stopping power, just because you can throw a much larger projectile, a a sling would be preferable. But honestly, nothing is preferable because you know if if you're trying to defend your life, you really got to hit what you're aiming at. Yeah, yeah. That's about it for what I've got on the sling versus slingshot list. Uh, oh, playing fetch with your dog. I think that that one was another cheat to to give the sling an advantage. Don't want to shoot your slingshot for your dog. <laughs> well, yeah, you're probably not going to fit a tennis ball in there. No. Be a special slingshot. Yeah. I think Nerf used to have one of those yeah, probably 30 years ago. There was yeah. a, and it, I think, in fact, I think I had one in the 90s and it probably shot about 10 feet. Yeah. They have those water balloon ones, slingshots that take two, three people. There you go. That's true. You can launch some pretty cool water balloons fairly easily, but I mean, you could just as easily do that with a sling. I imagine the right sling, you could. Kind I, of... I have thought about that. I I think you'd you probably need quite thick uh, balloons for that yeah. because there's quite a lot of friction with it being released, like rolling off the release cord. So I I, I still haven't tried slinging water balloons, but I think I, I'm expecting like a lot of a lot of them just to burst as you're releasing. I have tried it, and that's exactly what happens. Okay, there we go then. <laughs> Maybe with the right microfiber pouch, you know. Maybe. And, and Maybe. under-inflated, but then they're not going to pop so easily when you hit somebody, and it's going to suck. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's kind of the problem. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, okay, so there's there's been a lot of talk in the slinging community about trying to come up with a game where people are actually slinging at each other. And... People have played around with it. I mean, you don't want to use something like tennis balls. They hurt too much. Um, What's this? Tennis balls would be great. <laughs> I'd play. I'd play. I think tennis balls could, you could get away with if you if you had, like, maybe a face mask just in case. But I think yeah, for the most football, part. Like, a, like the hockey helmet with the grill, right? Yeah. Yeah, that would probably work. Maybe, like, a cheesy chest plate or something would be kind of nice. Yeah, maybe just even just a, a thick jacket or something like that. But a tennis ball still transfers enough momentum. You'd feel a, a pretty good thud if you get hit oh, yeah. with, a, with a hard shot. So I've uh, I've tried slinging these little uh, wool dryer balls. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those, are, those are about tennis ball size, and those are a lot softer hitting. They don't go as far. They don't go as fast because they catch a lot of wind. And I think that's just about the ideal thing to, to throw at somebody because it's bigger than an eye socket. You're not going to take out an eye. and you still feel a good thud, but it's not really going to uh, hurt someone too bad. Yeah, you almost need a custom Nerf ball that's good size, but it has a weight in the middle. 
I don't even know if you need the weight. Um, so one way you can get around that with a sling, if if your ammo doesn't weigh enough, you can actually add weight to the pouch. Oh yeah, and yeah. You can get the you can get the pouch moving fast just because of the weight of the pouch, and but then you're not sending that all that mass downrange. And I've actually done slinging with uh, empty plastic Easter eggs that way. No kidding. And you you can sling a, a very lightweight projectile, and un, until the wind takes all the energy out of it, you can you can get decent sling out of it. Uh, and that does work with a with a weighted pouch. I still really want to want to try like a sort of sling war between like two groups. So I think that would be really fun. I, I think everybody who likes slinging does. So on the slingshot side, though, uh, as a kid, we I used to I was too poor to actually go to the the paintball ranges. So we'd get a bunch of friends and go off into the middle of nowhere, and we'd we'd just go down to I think at the time Walmart would sell buckets of paintballs so we'd buy a slingshot some painter's goggles and a couple hundred paintballs and we would go uh you know battle all night or all all evening several hours just on a few hundred paintballs with a slingshot and that was a lot of fun i have uh, great memories of that as a kid and i say kid it was probably middle school early high school so so slingshot in terms of you know pretending to try to kill your friends I think the slingshot probably wins in just that it's a little easier to do it without customizing, uh, without having to reinvent everything. Yeah, yeah. My favorite part about uh, the paintball with slingshots was just that the the tactics were so different than than actual paintballing. Because when you when you go paintballing at a range, a lot of times the person with the most expensive paintball gun and the most paint is going to win because they just sit behind cover and pull the trigger all day. Yeah. Uh, but you go out there with slingshots. You take one shot, you're out of ammo. So you've got to move a lot more. You got to do a lot more running. And you know, if if somebody shoots at you and misses, then you can rush them and and get a good hit on them from up close. And so they have to think about it and be be pretty sure they're going to hit you before they take the shot. I think for both slingshots and slings, that's one thing that kind of puts it above for guns and things like that for me at least is that I feel that it does come down more to the person using it than the thing you're using like I can take one of the slings that I've got that's like that was a natural Tibetan sling made in Tibet and uh you know it's very decorative and made of wool and it's very fancy and then I can take one that I made out of you know basically anything you can just like take some scrap leather and chuck some cords on it and they can throw pretty much the same. Like it comes down a lot more to the person using it than, than what it is. And I think with slingshots as well, I mean, there's, I mean, having a handle that, or like the fork actually fitting your hand and, you know, being comfortable and all those things definitely help. But in the end, it's how you pull it back and having those anchor points and stuff like that. So if I've always felt that with sling and and slingshots, there's a bit more sort of, you're a bit more in tune with what you're doing than just sort of holding the gun and pulling a trigger. Yeah. What's next for Fowler? Let's, uh, is there anything you want to talk about before we go? Oh, uh, just, I don't know. I'm going to have to get the laser working and, uh, make some slings, play around with some stuff. There are some templates on, uh, slinging.org or we could, we could send you if you, if you want some ready-made designs that are proven, there's, there's some out there uh, on the internet. That should be able should be pretty easy to drop right into a uh, laser burner. The inspiration. <laughs> yeah, I've been working on some different pouches for the slingshot, and so I think it shouldn't be too hard to uh, just turn some of those, you know, with a 
maybe that fold by the tip so it creates a little bit of a cup and uh, find the right to try out some of that 420 paracord and uh, start playing around with the sling some more. Maybe I'll make one that uh, I put on my wrist. Yeah, I think we would we would love to see more sling content coming from uh, from Fowler's Makery and Mischief. Of course, we're uh, that's what we're about. But uh... more opportunities for the sling. You know, it's like with the lower degree of accuracy and time that it takes me to practice it up. Unless I had an opportunity to go somewhere that I could really, I'd love to do a hunt with it. You know, it's like the blowgun and slingshot and other things that I've done in the past. They require a special location. Mm-hmm. Because you can't just, you can't not, in Maine, you can't just hunt with stuff, you know? Like Texas, something like that, if you're on a property owner's property, you could probably get away with, you can get away with using whatever you want for certain game and things like that if they're considered to be a nuisance. Yeah. Um, there's no yeah. there's no way I could uh, get away with even hunting a squirrel with a sling, mm-hmm. you know? So, I don't know how accurate I'll ever become with it compared to the slingshot because of the 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 space that I need and the the space to be able to use it to hunt when I could yeah. there's a more viable places where you'll be allowed to hunt with a slingshot so it's unfortunate yeah it's it's a challenge that there's so many limitations on certain things you know well that's that's one of the reasons that I mostly use tennis balls when I sling is I'm in a I'm in San Antonio Texas in the middle of a city and um, you know if I was using yeah. something more dangerous than a tennis ball then I'd be paying for my neighbor's windows a lot yeah yeah. But the the flip side is with a tennis ball or something like that, you I can I can do quite a bit just in my backyard, and I don't have to go to a special location or anything like that to still get that uh, to scratch that itch of wanting to to launch things. Well, Fowler, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, we can't wait to see uh, some sling content uh, coming from you, and yeah. uh, you're welcome back here anytime. Yeah, it's been good talking to you. All right, thanks for having me, guys. Hey, uh, we can cue the outro. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at catchthispodcast.com, on the sling.org forum, on YouTube, and at catch underscore this underscore podcast on Instagram. Music by Wintergarten. Catch you next time.